Hey, good evening, Rabbi <coughs> The learning of tonight is sponsored by the Walder Mishpacha as the schus for Shidduch for Chai Abbas Alta Shendel. The schus are learning Shishbizaycha to Shidduch Hogan from Heir. Also, want to thank the Berber Mishpacha for sponsoring the Nevi'im. The schus is sponsoring in the Chelik in the Limit Atayr. The Shishbizaycha Shal Yom Shatayr Mipiem Pizarim Pizarazari Adolam. The schus of our learning should also be a schus for Shlema for Miriam Bela Bas Nechama for Seif Shachel Yisrael. So we finished last week the Shir of Chana, and we're now moving back to the storyline. This week we try to cover a little bit more ground, and we so far since the beginning of Seif Shmuel we saw the story of how Chana was benched after many years of being in Akara with the child, a unique child, a special child. She brings this child to Eli Akoyin, deposits him there in the Mishkan, gives up on the joys of raising her child that she's waited for so many years, devotes him totally to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and she sings her famous shir, the shir Chana, where she brings out the Nakuda of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tremendous yichelus kol and his ability to make changes overnight. Those that were on the top of the world could be down to the bottom, and vice versa. And that's really the Iker Nakuda for Shir is like Baruchu's tremendous Kayakti Mahapech the entire world. Now we move on to the next Khalik of the story. We're going to discuss what was taking place in Shiloh at this time. And we're going to see that unfortunately the sons of Eli were not going with Jachav, that Shiloh, we mentioned this briefly earlier, Shiloh, there was a major problem in the way the Mishkan was being run, ran, was run in a way that caused a tremendous chil Hashem, it caused Kala Yisrael not to want to be spending time, not to want to come to the Mishkan, and we're going to see the very harsh punishment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that will Be'ez Hashem get to next week, but the very harsh punishment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was geyser and the Mishpach of Eli, uh, punishment that unbelievably continues, the Gemara references Amiron, Rabbah, others who came from the Shpachas alien where Nifta young, this is a thousand years later, more than a thousand years later, because of this tremendous chait. So tonight we're going to see the chait, and we're going to see, interestingly, the post goes out of its way to contrast the difference between Shmuel, who was brought up as a young child in this environment where there were things that were done improperly, and despite that, Shmuel was zeicha to grow to be the Adam Gadol that Shmuel Anavi was. Now, another interesting Likuda that comes up here, and it's something that comes out throughout Tanakh, there's really a machloikis in Klal Yisrael, in the G'dayli Klal Yisrael, how to understand, when we read Tanakh, we find very, very harsh statements about Anoshim G'daylim. We have places where Chazal tell us it's not as harsh as it really sounds. Other places where Chazal don't necessarily say that. And do we look at it kipshutai and see that, yes, there are tremendous averis that took place, or do we look at it as HaKadosh Baruch Hu really magnifying in on the Chatan in a way to bring out a certain Nakuda? And there are those, Rafik the Miller famously went in the derech of saying that really everything was, these were all people that if we would look at them, we'd see tremendous tzaddikim, and there was small Chatan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu magnified. I once heard a marshal that, you know, if in Lakewood, back in Aaron's days, the first time that they started having ketchup by the dining room, it was considered mamash a tremendous bazayim. Bazayim, b'nei tayr, eat ketchup, b'nei tayr, eat food, ketchup. So, I think maybe I heard this from a common Kronzatzal. He was saying that, how would you write this down the dayers? You write down the dayers 
that there was a tremendous Yerida in Lakewood the day that ketchup came to dine them. You read it 50 years later, you're laughing, and in the, in the age of pomegranate and this and that, and aged steaks, you hear about ketchup as, as a bizarre, you actually can't understand it. So if you wanted to write it in a way that you could understand the diarist, you'll write that in Lakewood, all of a sudden, one day they became fressers and they started mamish running after Tivus, and all they wanted was Tivus. So you write it that way to try to explain to a later dar the chet in a way that they could understand it. But really, the actual chet was nothing, was ketchup. That's one mahalach, and Ravigdor Miller, coming from the Alta Slavodka, went very much in this mahalach. The Chaznish was more on the other mahalach, understanding is much more kapshutai, and this is a machlekes that we'll come across as we go through, Be'ez Hashem, the Sefer Tanakh, we'll see things which definitely on the surface level seem extremely harsh. In certain cases, Chazal say it doesn't mean what it says. In some cases, Chazal don't even say that. So we begin with Pasuk Yud Aleph, Vayelech Elkona Haramosa Ovesei. Elkana returns home, he leaves his child, his young son Shmuel, in the Shiloi, he returns home to his house, and the child, Shmuel was Meshores Hashem, as Pnei Eli HaKoyim. In the face of Eli HaKoyim, what does it mean he was Meshores Hashem, as Pnei Eli HaKoyim? So the Pasuk is telling us an unbelievable thing, Dr. Ashi, Mikan L'Meshamesh Pnei Tamidi Chachamim, Kimeshamesh Pnei Shechina. How is this little baby, this little boy, a three-year-old boy, Hashem? he wasn't a, a lady, he wasn't ser- he was a lady. He wasn't serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a lady, he was too young. What could, Eli pa- what could Shmuel possibly do to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu? The answer is, es Eli you serve a Tamil Chacham, you're serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like the Gemara says, that Uvoi Sidbuk, there's a mitzvah to be Dovik to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not Shaykh. The Gemara says, through being dovik to Talmid Chacham, a person can have a shaykhist to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's Shmuel, who was serving Eli. What would he think Shmuel was doing? He was, he was the fetcher boy, Mestama, for Eli. And doing that is considered Mishoros HaSashem. Ba'yelech Elkona Haramos Elbeisay. Elkona went home to Rama, going back to the beginning of the Pasik. So what, what, are, what are we being madgish over here? So we're being madgish, like the Malbim, that... Okana left, and he left his little son, he left his little boy in the hands of Eli Akai, and his parents left him behind, they had to go home and raise their other children, and despite that, Eli was willing, which you can imagine was something very out of the ordinary for, an, for the God Lador to raise a three-year-old, but he accepted it upon himself because he appreciated that this child very much came through his bracha, and he had a connection, and the original promise had been to give over this child to HaKadosh Baruch and Eli uniquely took a chrayis for raising this child, and that's why Elkanah left. And the Minchitana says that he wouldn't have gone home. How could you, you can't just leave a three-year-old. He only went home because he saw that Eli was taking care of his chinuch. Eli took the place of the father, and because Eli took over the chinuch, so then Elkanah was able to go home. He was confident that Shmuel was in good hands. And Adar Eli, to an extent, is considered the father of Shmuel. Chazal tell us, Kolam Alameh, as Ben Chaveri Tayrik Ilu Yuladai, and Eli to extent became the father of Shmuel. And the Pasik brings out Dafka over here, this Nakuda, because we're about to discuss Eli's actual children. And we're going to see the contrast that Eli's actual children, unfortunately, did not go Baderch Eli and did not go in the Derch HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the contrast of Shmuel, who wasn't a son, learning properly from Eli and the sons who didn't go to the Derch of the father. The Pasik very much wants to bring out that contrast. So the Pasik continues, B'nai Eli, B'nai Bli'al. The sons of Eli were B'nai Bli'al. They were people without an oil. 
they didn't know HaKadosh Baruch very, very harsh Pasuk. Obviously, what does it mean, they obviously knew HaKadosh Baruch Their father definitely taught them Torah. They weren't just running around. You know, they weren't off the derech. But their actions, as we're going to see enumerated in the following Psukim, were such that they acted in a way as if they didn't know HaKadosh Baruch And we'll see that their actions were such that tremendous bizarre in HaKadosh Baruch and the shayrish of what they did, it was running after Taivas Achila and putting their own needs before the needs of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Putting their own needs, which even some of their needs might have been Ruchniyastika needs, but they put their needs ahead of the needs of Klal Yisrael. They misunderstood their role. And this is something dangerous. If someone who's in that position, a Kayin serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, starts thinking that his job is just for him to have a personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and forgets that he's there to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu day, serving the people and being bring their kabbonis and bring them closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So a person who does that, he was Pairik Me'ol of the Il Malcha Shemayim. And that's the Shayrish of the Rav. What they did is they're Pairik Il Malcha Shemayim. So that's why they're called B'nai Bli'al. They're people without an oil. Now it's very interesting. The Lashon B'nai Bli'al. So it's a way of referring to people that even though they're not the sons of someone who was a Bli'al without an oil, that's the way Tanakh talks. But the Medrash says that they're called B'nai Bli'al, which means to a certain extent, Eli himself is being referred to. Eli, from the G'dayli Eilam ever in history, is being referred to as a person who is a Bli'al, because if he was able to raise such children, so he's being judged harshly, and it's being put to a certain extent on him. It's the Medrash says, we can never say things on ourselves, but the Medrash says this. Oh. Now, Just before we continue on, I, I mentioned the Hagdama, the concept of magnifying the Chatoim. With Bnei Eli in particular, we'll see, we'll get to in a few psukim, the magnitude of the Chatoim that they're accused of. So there's a Machlaikis in Chazal themselves, if they actually did this, and there's a Lashen of Chazal. The Chazal say about the specific Chait, it sounds like they're over Gili Arayis, but on that Chait in particular, Chazal say that. That Avada to say that they actually did this chait and could be all the chaton to look at it at face value, at least one man the Omer and the Gemara look, considers that a mistake, and we have to appreciate that they had chesbainus, they thought what they were doing was right, and they had reasons for it, but at the end of the day, as we'll see, the end result was chil Hashem, and if a person brings chil Hashem, that's considered a b'nei bliyal, and that's why they have such a harsh judgment. So what did they do wrong? So the Pasuk continues that... They established a new chayk, a new halacha in the base of Migdash. We know that when a person brings a carbon, shlomim, so bailim eat the carbon, except the chaz of a shayk goes to the kayin. Now they made, in addition to the chaz of a shayk, or some understand instead of the chaz of a shayk, they made a new policy in the Mishkan. Umishpat hakehanim esa'am, the new policy that they established with the nation was, kol ish zeveach zevach, anybody who brought a carbon, and the Mesharis of the Kayin would come, Kivashel Habasar, when the meat is cooking, the Hamazleg Sholesh Hashinayim Biyadeh. He would come with a three pronged pitchfork. Vehika Bekir, and the, the policy was that you had to let him stick, he would take his three pronged pitchfork, stick it in the pot, and whatever came up, that was him. Vehika Bekir, the Kir, a Bedud, a Kalachas, a different types of pots. Why we have to mention every type of pot, we'll discuss in a second. 
and Kolasher Yawaha Mazli Gika Hakoyim. Whatever he got on his three pronged pitchfork, that was for the Koyim. Boy, Kocha Yasu Lechol Yisrael, and they do this to all of Klal Yisrael, Haboyim Sham Beshilim. What's the focus on the type of pot and all of Klal Yisrael? So the Mepharshim explained that this tremendous pegia in Klal Yisrael that's bad enough they made this new policy and they needed extra meat for themselves, they're oppressors. And I'm sure they had a cheshvin. There's not enough food for the kahanim to serve a kaddish baruch with all the cheshvinus. Lamaisa, they were running after taivas achila, but there's a tremendous element of not yashras over here. You know, so there's different types of kabbonis. You could bring a shor gadol. Imagine a whole ox. Okay, you have a lot of meat. Guy wants to come with his pitchfork. Fine. Someone else brings a little kivsa achas, and so that's with a different type. Even a guy has a little small pot with a little small little goat cooking, a little sheep cooking in there, and they come with the same pitchfork and they take the same amount of meat. Whether someone had a big axe and the holy soul, they wouldn't be, differentiate between a gvir who comes up and he has big animals and segetim nishdan. He has enough meat for everybody, and then there's nebuch. You have an araman. You have a poor fellow who comes and he comes. Maybe someone that comes with a big mishpach and he needs all the meat. And the kehanim come. They take the exact same amount of meat. They didn't differentiate whether it was a person with a big family, who was an ashir, what size pot, if there's a lot of meat. And this was a tremendous avul. It showed a tremendous lack of sensitivity to klal in addition to the fact that they were coming with this new mishpat of taking extra meat, which shows that they were running after food and taivas achila, but they also did it in a manner that showed a tremendous lack of sensitivity to klal that was coming to bring the kabbonis. Now, we'll see an unbelievable thing, though. This, Klaisel did not complain about. You see in the post, it doesn't say anything that they complained. Klaisel was willing to accept it. As much as they were losing out for themselves. What happened that people complained about? So the post continues, Gam beterin yaktirin Sometimes they would do something even worse. Now this wasn't Chafni and Pinchas themselves. It was their Na'orim. But they established an atmosphere in the Mishkan where the Na'orim felt entitled to come and demand things. Their Misharsim. That's always when the top is a little bit rotten, the bottom's going to be very, very rotten. And by not setting a high enough example at the top, they made a tremendous Chil Hashem, and the Chil Hashem was magnified because they're Na'orim. They had felt the sense of entitlement. And what did they do? Gam Normally, there's a carbon. You bring the Chalokim on the Mizbeach that are born, burnt on the Mizbeach, and then the Bayo meet the Basar. Sometimes before they even brought the Chalokim on the Mizbeach, so already, uvonar hakoyin, the koyin's misharsim would come, va'omar le'ish, and you would tell the person who brought the car, hazeveach, and you would tell the person who brought the carbon, t'no basa litzleis hakoyin, we want some meat, we want some raw meat, we want to have roasted steaks today, we don't want cooked meat, we want to have grilled steaks. Lo'yikach limcha basa mehusha, we're not taking cooked meat from you today, ki imcha, we want it raw. And what was the person's complaint back? This mamish such a chutzpah that they, they, they care more about their the quality of steaks they're getting than anything else. Please burn the chelav. And then you can take whatever you want. Just please bring the chelav. I'm here at the end of the day. The yid would say, I don't care. You want to steal meat from me? Fine. But just please, I want to bring the carbon properly. I want to serve our Kodesh Baruch Hu properly. That's what I care about. So when they came with extra demands for extra meat, the Yid didn't complain. He only complained when they're trying to be mezalzel in the Kfayt of the carbon, the Kfayt Hashem. Va'amaloi, and the Nar HaKoyim would say, no. Ki ata titen, you can give it to us right now. From loi l'kachti b'chazok. If you're not going to give it to me right now, 
I'm going to take it by force. And this was a tremendous, tremendous bazillion to the Kabbalists they were showing. Now, this wasn't Chafni and Pinchas themselves, but this was the atmosphere that they established where their Noorim felt entitled to do this. It's entitled, to, they, they started off with a request. They tried to make it nicely. Please give it to us. Now, it's worth it for you. You know, you don't have to cook it. We'll make it easier for you. But when they didn't get their way, they demanded it outright. It was Mamash Chomas and Gezel in the Mishkan itself. And this was a tremendous, tremendous Chil Hashem. And what was the upshot of this? So the upshot of this was Vatihi Chatas Hanaorim Gedolim Oid. The chait of the Na'orim, these Na'orim's chait, the, 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 the Mishorsim of the Kehanim, as Pnei Hashem, they were chait keneged HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the, the Nakuda here was not the theft and what they did to take away from Yidin, poor Yidin who needed the meat, but much worse is they made a bezoy and they made a chil Hashem. Ki niyatsu ha'anoshim esminchas Hashem. Now there's a machleik is how to teach these psukim. But one pshat is, their actions, they led to a situation, who are the Anoshim? means the people who came to bring Karbonus. You imagine, you go to such a Mishkan to bring a carbon, and you see that the Kehanim, a bunch of freshers, and all care about the meat, you can walk away, this is the Mokam Mishkan, this is this, this is, and we hear, we hear such things sometimes, if people see Yeshiva light, don't act appropriately, this is Yeshiva light, and it's the greatest Chil Hashem, when a person who's supposed to be devoted to serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, apparently cares much more about themselves than HaKadosh Baruch Hu, creates the biggest Chil Hashem. So the chait of the Na'orim was so great. It's not just what they did. Causing other people to be menayets in the Mincha of Hashem, that's the greatest chait. Others teach the Psukim, Ha'anoshim doesn't refer to the people who brought the Karbonas. It refers to Chafni and Pinchas. and says that, Tehi chatas ha'na'orim g'doy l'ma'oid, Hashem. The chait was tremendous, like we're saying, it brought a Chil Hashem. Do you know what caused the case? Anoshim refers to Chafni and Pinchas. Chafni and Pinchas were Menayats in the Karban Hashem in their level, whatever they established this new chayk that they come with the pitchfork, or whatever small amount they did on their level. And we can even understand they did very little, it was only Kafi Majigasim. But they established a situation of being Menayats in the Karban Hashem, and that was Megalgal until the Chatah Gedoyla that the Naram did. There's a famous verse from the Chaznish. The Chaznish says, what's pshat that in Kippur, in Eretz Yisrael, I don't know what it is today, but in Kippur and Eretz Yisrael, even the Chaloinim had a respect for him Kippur. And Shabbos, they have no respect. The Chaznish says, it's, it's not them. What's the difference to them? Shabbos and Kippur is both cars. The difference is us. We treat Yom Kippur with the proper level of respect so they understand and appreciate what Yom Kippur is. We treat Shabbos, we're not Mechal Shabbos, but we're not Mekadah Shabbos, and we don't treat Shabbos the right Kedusha, so that in, B'nei Bra, in, 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 in Tel Aviv, they're being Mechal Shabbos. And this is the Indian that it says in this Pasuk, that when the Anoshim at the top, and we're the Anoshim, us, the Shemr Terry Mitzvahs, there's not that many of us, you know, the Frat Shemr Terry Mitzvahs, we're Zeichet to learn Yeshivas and have an understanding of what we're supposed to live like, we set the tone for all of Kali Yisrael, and we see Leilainu, what the lowest Madragas and Kali Yisrael are doing, it's not their fault, it's our fault. It's because if we lower the status of the of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the mitzvahs in our eyes, so then it's nizgalgal till chatas anarm Now the pasuk contrasts that despite everything that was going on, despite all this tremendous ra that was taking place, v'shmuel mishoris as Hashem, 
Shmuel was Mesharas Pnei Hashem. Nar Chogar Eifid Bad. He was a Nar, he was a young child, and despite that, he was Chogar Eifid Bad. And Eifid Bad is something that was usually, it's a linen Eifid. It seems the Gemara discusses this, that in those days that there was the Derech, that people would wear something similar to Big Day Kahuna as a sign of Hashivas, those who were close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And even though he was still a Nar, he was already had reached the Madrega, that he was Roy to be Chogar Eifid Bad. And this shows the godless of Shmuel, that despite growing up in this environment, in this sviva, he was able to be nisgadal and nisreimim and come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. <clears throat> And where did he get this eifid bad? So the pastor continues, Umi'il katan imay. His mother would make for him a me'il katan, yimima. And every time when she'd come up for the yearly visit of the mishpacha, she would bring along for Shmuel this special little Me'il cotton that she made for him. She came up with her husband to bring the carbon that would bring yearly, so she would bring a special Me'il cotton for Shmuel. And the Radak says that Me'il cotton, it was small, he was little, because you couldn't, you went to the store, they didn't sell, you know, you can't get, you should go ask for a Rebbe Shebekesha in a size, you know, for four-year-olds, they don't make it, so she had to make it personally. Her great love for Shmuel. He was serving at Kodesh Baruch she made him personally the special meal. The Minchik Tana says something interesting. He says the the the, the, the emphasis on the fact that it was a meil cotton is because really Elkanah is the father, and Elkanah definitely sent clothing. Well, he didn't expect Eli to clothe his son, and this was something extra. And she, and and she made a special extra thing, and it was cotton. It was small. Eli allowed her to have, you know, because really everything belongs to the husband. But she let him this small present. He let Hannah have you know, a little bit of wool or whatever it was, and a little bit of linen, I'm sorry, if it bad, and this little bit of linen, she would use her small, you know, I guess her allowance, and she would make a special little me'il for her son Shmuel. The pastor continues, when Elkanah would come up for his yearly visit, and he would see the greatness of this mishpacha, this beautiful mishpacha that raised such a special child, totally devoted to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so he gave a bracha to Elkanah as Ishtoi Omar Yosem Hashem l'chaz zera mena isha hazois. A lady like that who was mispowel and because of her tefillah she got such a special child Hashem should give you more children from this lady. This is the lady you want to have children from. Tachas ha-she'ela ha-she'shol Hashem. And it should be a replacement. You gave up from your son that you waited so long for. You gave him up totally to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Tachas bimkoyim zeh Hashem should give you other children they would go home confident in the bracha, and the pasuk then continues to tell us, "Ki Hashem and Hashem taket the, the bracha was mekuyim, it was benavuah just like the first bracha. Vatar vatelud sholish banim, sholish banim three sons, ushtei banis and two daughters. Vayigdal hanar Shmuel and Hashem, and Shmuel, unlike the other children who lived at home, was growing up with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I was thinking, even though the Marikara goes out of his way to say that this is not in diktuk how to read the Pasik, but I think the Zikr, a lesson you could take out over here, that what's tachas ha that instead of the she'elah, so it means instead of 
what she lent to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's what all the Mepharshim understand. But maybe you could understand it. Because her she'ela, her initial request, was Ashashol Hashem, she only asked Hashem for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. She asked, not for herself, she asked for a son that could serve Hashem, a son that would be given over to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Such a request, Eli said, because such a request, you deserve to have more children. So Im Hashem refers to the fact that he was totally core of Ta'kadosh Baruch Hu, Miloshin Chosen Im It's the highest level of closeness and connection. Shmuel reached the highest level of connection. We'll see Ta'ka next week. Shmuel achieves the level of Navur. I'll just try to go a little bit weiter, get the next few psukim, finish off this Inyan. The Eli Zokin Ma'id, Eli was very old. He heard everything that his sons did to all of Klal Yisrael. And not only that, that they would, and Pashup Shah here, they would sleep, they were Mazana with the ladies, Hatsaivis who gathered in large groups, Pesach Oyomoid, who were these ladies? So Bismanch Shabbat Samigdash Kayim, ladies were constantly coming. If you have a Yeledes, a Zava Gedayla had to bring Karbanas. There was a lot of ladies bringing their kinim to become tar. And these ladies were there, Pesach Ayomayid, and Kipshutai, and that's one shot in Chazal. They're Mazana with these ladies. Terrible, terrible things. They're, they made a bazillion of the Karbanas, and there was even Mishkav, and there was even, there was even Gilearais. However, on this, Chazal say, and many of the Mepharshim join Chazal in saying that you can't learn this Pashat, this Pasach Kipshutai. And the raya is the hemshech hapsukim. We're going to see next week, Bez Hashem, when Navi comes to give Musr, So the Navi does not give them Musr for Gilead Rais. He only criticizes them for being Mavaza the Karbanis. So it's a raya. This doesn't mean it literally. What does it mean? So Chazal say it means that the ladies came to bring Karbanis and they're waiting to go home until they brought the carbon. And they weren't in a rush. They're busy. They're busy with their sadarim, learning this, that. And they, and they wanted the big meaty animals. They didn't want these little birds. They didn't get much out of it. And they made them wait. And by making them wait, so first of all, they kept them away from their husbands, and someone who keeps a lady away from her husband, it's Ki'ilu, he was mezana with her, it's a terrible thing to keep a lady from being able to be with her husband. And in addition, sometimes, not they themselves, but having so many ladies drag away from their husbands led to situations of actual gilerayas, and because they caused it, they're held responsible for it. So Eli here is all that had taken place, and Eli gives his sons Musa. How could you do such things? I'm hearing these bad things. I'm hearing it from everybody. And he was telling them that, you know, I mean, first of all, he didn't say names because it's a limit mikan, far should bring out. You're coming to someone, I hear bad things about you, don't give specific names. That's, that's, that, that's also, you don't pass along the names. But in addition, he was telling them, I'm hearing it from so many sources, there has to be some truth to it. And he continues, Al Bonai, know my sons, that what I'm hearing is very, very bad rumors. And you're moving the Am Hashem away from my Kodesh Baruch Hu. And he was telling them that even if the story is not true, the fact that they're saying such rumors about you is very, very bad news. You know, they say about stories about Gedolim, that even if the story is not true, but they don't say such stories about me and you. Later, the other way is also true. You know, if a person, if they're saying certain rumors about somebody, you know, the fact that they're saying such rumors is already bad news. 
But definitely he tells them, I'm hearing it from all of Klal Yisrael, it can't be made up. And you're acting al bonai, you're acting like people who are not my children, you're acting like b'nei b'liyau. And he continues and he tells them, we'll finish with this, he tells them, Im ish ish. If you do an aveir against the person, so the judge will judge you. But if a person does an aveir, who's going to intercede with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows everything ultimately perfectly and there's no way out. However, they didn't listen to their fathers. Hashem wanted to kill them. We'll have to discuss a little bit this boss, even though we're running out of time. First of all, what's im yechte ish ish So one shot is like we explained that if a person does an avera and he's judged by a regular judge, okay, there's room maneuvering. You can ask for mechila, but if it's kenegadai kolish baruchu, there's no way out. Who's going to intercede for you? He said, even me, Adam Gol, I can't intercede if you make a chil Hashem. But I saw that there are bags of something unbelievable. If you do a very connected between Adam Chaveri, and you, you can get out of it somehow, you can trick the judge, but still, Hashem will make sure that you're, that, it's referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not the judge. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will make sure that you're going to get your just, justice will happen at the end anyway. And Kol Hashem if you have various connected HaKadosh Baruch Hu to begin with, who could possibly intercede and protect you from having your einish? This was his Musr, he gave them. However, Hashem wanted to kill them. I, and this is Chazal Astakasha, Chazal say, the Pasik says. So, what does it mean Hashem wanted to kill them? So, Chazal say it means, that's what Mufarshim say. The Rambam is Mamshik in this Indian, the Rambam says that sometimes a person can li- reach a level of Averis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to punish them because of the tremendous Chil Hashem and that terrible Avera. And therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu is any Masput B'yadeim Lasses Tshuva. says that's what happened with Parai. He reached a point where it was only Midas Adin that at a certain point you went so far, it's time to be punished and HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes away the ability to do Tshuva and that's what happened. They'd caused such a tremendous Chil Hashem, such a tremendous Avera that HaKadosh Baruch Hu prevented them from doing tshuva because HaKadosh Baruch wanted to punish them. And Be'ez HaShem will see next week, we'll see, oh, I'm sorry, one more passage. Shmuel, despite everything that was going on, was growing in stature and greatness. And Shmuel, unlike the Bnei Eli, had balanced. He was, like it says in Perkei Ovis, what's the derech Yishara that a person should choose? Kol he had that both Mitzad ben Adam al-Khaveri, people looked at him as he was Ma'ur of Mabrias, people appreciated him, HaKadosh Baruch appreciated him, and Shmuel was the polar opposite of the Bnei Eli. And we'll see Bez Hashem next week the Nevuah that Shmuel gets, and just to chazer over briefly what we covered this week. So we spoke about the greatness of Shmuel, the greatness of Shmuel being left Biyad Hashem. We spoke about the Chatom of the Bnei Eli. If it was a magnified version of the Chatam, if it was and how careful a person has to be not to create a Chil Hashem and push others away from serving Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is the worst type of hate. And even in our own mitzvahs and Averis, we have to be aware that as those that are at the top, where the Shemitari mitzvahs, where the Yidden Shemitari mitzvahs, were a minute speck compared to all of humanity, what we do has a tremendous impact on those that are lower than us. And the more we respect Tayyar Mitzvahs, 
below us, there will also be more respect, and we have to keep that in mind as we go through life, that it's not just us, we have tremendous impact on everybody who's learning from us. Shkech.